Welcome to Salisbury Christian Church's Sermon Podcast. The sermon you are about to listen to was delivered on Easter Sunday, April 8, 2012. This week we take a look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how our wait for a risen Savior is over. Be sure to check out our website at salisburychristianchurch.org for the latest news and events at Salisbury Christian Church. Have you ever waited for something? Waited for something exciting that you knew was coming? Maybe it was a letter or a, a package. How did it make you feel? Probably excited. You were probably anxious. You were wanting to have that object in your hands because you knew you would be excited. It makes waiting even worse when you know how long you have to wait. Now, Dad's always telling me that I should watch my money and make sure that uh, I have enough money to do, you know, live on my own. Um, so I really don't like that he has to find out this way. But yesterday I bought a laptop. <coughs> and... Uh, I bought a laptop, and I'm waiting to get this laptop. Uh, I was told on the internet once I bought it that I would have to wait two weeks, uh, 10 days to two weeks before I get my laptop. Now, regardless of knowing that I have to wait two weeks, when I get that email confirmation saying that that thing's on its way, I'm going to be tracking that package every single day, just thinking that clicking refresh on my internet browser will somehow get it to come faster. I'm excited about it. I want a new laptop. But I have to wait. <laughs> but I'm getting a lot sooner than what Dad wanted me to get. <clears throat> but I have to wait for this laptop. And, and knowing when this laptop is coming makes that waiting even worse. Jesus told his disciples and his followers that they would get to experience something miraculous. Jesus said that he would be killed and buried and then he would be raised from the dead. They would all get to see this for themselves, but they had to wait. They had to wait for three days. The second night, Right before the dawn of the third day, all was quiet in Jerusalem. Jesus had been laid in the tomb. The chief priests had had the guards posted to deter any attempt at a resurrection hoax. The tomb had been sealed. It wasn't just that the stone had been rolled in front. They actually sealed the stone. What they would have done is they would have taken a long cord, a long rope, and placed it around where the stone met the tomb. And then they would pour hot wax on there to actually seal, airtight, that tomb. Even more, the uh, Romans, what they would have done is they would have took, taken Caesar's signet ring or some emblem of some sort and stuck it into the hot wax. And there it was imprinted that this was now the property of Rome. No one could get into the tomb. 
without first defeating the Roman soldiers. Now it says here in the scriptures that uh, they, told, uh, they told the chief priest that he would have a guard. Now it's not a single guard, it's a guard. He would have a platoon of soldiers that would get to go and stand in front of the tomb to guard the body of Jesus. So anyone wanting to get into that tomb would first have to defeat that platoon of Roman soldiers. I don't think any of the people in Israel would want to take that challenge. And if they did get past the Roman soldiers, they would have to get through this seal. They'd have to chip away at the wax, or sometimes they even use clay, melted clay, to put around, uh, to put around the tomb. They would have to get through this seal to get to Jesus. Really, all the disciples could do was wait and trust on what Christ had told them. But for all the disciples' faithfulness, for all of their trust in Jesus, it's probably safe to say that some probably started to wonder. What, what if Jesus doesn't come back? What if Jesus is not raised from the dead? What have we done with our time these past three years? A whirlwind of events had taken place in just a short amount of time Jesus was arrested, he was beaten, he was nailed to a cross and left to die. Such commotion, such confusion. But now, on the second night, before the third day, there was just silence. Silence before the dawn. It seemed that the start of their new week would come and go just as usual, without any fanfare, without any noise, just another start to another week. But then came the morning. The sun started to make its daily climb over the rugged hills of Judea. It finally peaked above the horizon and cut into the darkness of that room where the disciples and the women were waiting. The darkness left. Mary Magdalene, and then Mary, the mother of Jesus, and some other women went to the tomb with spices and oils. They had planned just after dawn to anoint Jesus, to continue in their mourning. When they arrived, though, a great light appeared, and an angel, white as snow, his robe uh, sharp as lightning, descended upon the tomb. The angel sat on the tomb, and the earth began to shake, and the guards fell unconscious, and there the women saw the stone of the tomb start to roll back. The angel sat upon the tomb and declared, I know whom you seek, but he's not here. He's risen. Quickly, tell the other disciples in Luke 24, 8, it says that the women remembered Jesus' words. It all seemed to click for him. Jesus said he would rise from the dead in three days. Here we are, the morning of the third day. An angel has rolled back the stone, and Jesus is not here. They ran back to the disciples, and they kept saying, Jesus is not there. He's risen. He's risen. And some of the disciples probably said, oh, they did take the body. The Romans got done away with his body. We need to go see this for ourselves. So as uh, uh, Bob said this morning, Peter and John were literally racing to get to the tomb. And in John's account, 
I don't know if this is necessarily him trying to make himself look better, but it says, uh, Peter and John ran to the tomb, but the other disciple, John, ran faster and got there first. <laughs> Both of them looked in the tomb, and there were Jesus' burial garments. But Jesus wasn't there. Their wait was finally over. They had waited those three days, and even though some of them may have doubted, it was they were sure by now that Jesus had risen from the dead. They rushed back and shared with the others, and still others reported even seeing Jesus. Two on the road to Emmaus were confronted with Jesus, and they didn't necessarily recognize him until he did what he did on Thursday night. He broke bread with them, and then they, it is Jesus. So they run back and they're trying to get all of these stories together. Well, I saw him on the road to Emmaus. Well, I saw him at the tomb. I'm trying to figure out whether this is real or not. Just in the nick of time, Jesus appears before them. The talk, the conversation stops. And the disciples look and they're not sure quite yet if it is Jesus or if it's not. And then Jesus says, it's me. See on my hands, on my feet, on my side, the wounds that the Romans put on me. It's me. I'm here. I'm alive. They finally fully grasped, not just that Jesus had risen, but they fully grasped who Jesus was the Savior, their teacher, the one that had been with them for three years was now standing before them, raised from the dead. That morning, the first Easter, the light of the sun and the light of God's sun shone bright on all who chose to believe that day. The light tore through the despair and dread of the cross and shone forth the hope and new life of the resurrection. Folks, just as the disciples had to wait for something amazing, we too are in waiting for something amazing. You see, the resurrection that Jesus experienced wasn't just for Jesus. It was for us. It was for all humanity. But just as the Pharisees and the chief priests in Jerusalem had tried to convince the masses that Jesus had not been raised, so too do we have people today that try to convince us that the resurrection is not real. Some even go so far as to say that Jesus was a fake, he was a phony, that it's just some fairy tale. And like the disciples, we do wait for Christ's return. Some of us probably start to wonder, just like they did, what if Jesus doesn't come back? What has all of this been about? Unfortunately, some will cease to wait. They will give up on Jesus. But I tell you this morning, after waiting for the Lord in the darkness of this world, then comes a new morning, a new day for those who believe in Jesus Christ. 
for us who believe, the wait will soon be over. Whether we die here on earth and step on the other side of glory, or we get to see the day when Jesus returns, either way, we will see a resurrection. Either way, we will live with Christ forever. If we get to see Christ's triumphant return, those who believe will be resurrected, not just in spirit, but in bodily form. Some of the uh, critics of Jesus' resurrection, and even some who call themselves believers, will say, well, Jesus didn't necessarily raise in bodily form. He just rose in spirit. No, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says Jesus rose in full human bodily form and was raised with God in human bodily form. A man and God sit on the throne in heaven. Have you ever thought about that? It's not just Jesus' spirit that's in heaven. It's not just his spirit that was ascended. It is his bodily form. You can touch him. He is there to be our advocate. To say, I have experienced everything that they have experienced. God, I know the pain that they go through every single day. I took on their sins. Hear their prayers. Forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. In John eleven twenty five, Jesus goes to Martha and Lazarus. Lazarus, Lazarus has died. And Martha is distraught. She doesn't know what to do. Jesus had been a great friend of Lazarus. And this is one of the times in Scripture that Jesus cries for one of his friends. He wept. That's what it says. Jesus wept. But before he raises Lazarus from the dead, he asks Martha, or he tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And he asks, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Do you have faith in the promise of resurrection that Christ has set forth for his followers? There's one of two answers. There is no maybe. It is either yes or no. Jesus says, let your yeses be yes and your noes be noes. Don't say, well, he could have raised from the dead, but I'm going to go explore other options. I'm just going to have a backup plan. We don't need a backup plan. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Do you believe it? Yes. Or not.